Welcome to the 7 Days to Amazing podcast, where you learn how to make your life, business, and style even more amazing in the next week. Now your host, Sharon Haver of FocusOnStyle.com, helping you live the life that others only dream about so you can be the best at being you. and I'm really honored to be here today. Thank you so much. You know, for most of you that don't know, Rob and I met at um, some some uh, speaker training events and business events, and he really is a, a lot of fun. And, and I want to learn a little bit about how you came into being a, a marketing escape artist, because, you know, my degree, I don't know if many people realize that, but my degree is actually in marketing, and I kind of really love marketing. But at the same time, marketing can really bog you down and mess you up if you don't if you take it a little too I don't want to say too seriously but if you let it hold you down and tie you up and and Rob is really great at finding an interesting and novel way of of just freeing yourself to design the business that you really love and he also knows a few good tricks with some uh Handcuffs and I don't know what else do you have in yours. No, no top hat, but a bow tie. <laughs> bow tie and some magic rings too. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess the magic rings. I was translating that as handcuffs, so I don't know. Yeah. Guess no, my I was in the gutter. <laughs> I have handcuffs too, so I have that. I have all that. I'm oh, all you over. got everything. Okay, so yeah. you're a lot of fun. So Fifty Shades of Not Marketing. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> So, so tell everyone a little bit about how you got involved in this. From I know you had a really successful stationery business and you decided to make the big leap over. Yeah, I mean, I had had my own stationery company for, um, you know, about 10 years. And, you know, I'd built up a, a core of, you know, independent sales reps that worked for me. And it got to the point where I, you know, I still liked doing it, but I wanted to do more. I figured that I could have more of an impact on other entrepreneurs. I used to get a lot of questions from other people. How did you do this? How did you make this happen? You know, how are you promoting your business? Um, and so I started wanting to help other entrepreneurs, first off, in the stationery and greeting card world. So one of my sales reps and I got together, and we wrote a book on how to work with sales reps, because this was a huge problem for a lot of you know very small companies 
to recruit reps and have them sell for them. So we sort of created the one and only handbook that I know of for the greeting card industry on how to work with reps. Um, and it really took off for us. It led to, you know, I started coaching people. I started getting speaking engagements all because of this book. And I realized that this was a great path for me to sort of travel down. And I really wanted to take everything I learned from running my own business and spread it out and into the world to help other entrepreneurs. That's really how I got into the whole running the business and the marketing aspect of this is really from a want of wanting to do more to help others and really taking all the knowledge I've used and started writing and started teaching and coaching. And it really just sort of tipped on its life of its own until my um, writing partner and one of my former reps finally turned to me one day and said, you need to shut down your stationery company. And I was like, you're crazy. I can't do that. I'm doing, you know, all these things. And she's like, no, you really need to shut it down. And I realized that she was right because I couldn't I couldn't give the 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 coaching and the writing and all the other stuff the attention it needed. So I shut down the stationery company and switched into um doing this full time. Yeah, that that's so interesting because that's really very similar as as to what I've done and how I've sort of um you know, restructured, rebranded, regenerated um, my my business as well. Because you know, I was a stylist for 15 years on photo shoots, even though it was my own business. But it was I was really a freelancer. And then I started Focus on Style dot com back in 1999. And people don't realize. I mean, that's a long time to be online. I mean, I've seen all sorts of weird web iterations out there. <laughs> and and what people don't realize is, you know, that it is a business. And to have a bootstrapping business, you are running it as an entrepreneur and whether it be you know stationary or style or I don't know stethoscopes if I could say that right or whatever it is whatever thing your business is it is a business and you are an entrepreneur if you're running it yourself so I've you know also felt like it, business came equally as easy to me as did style, and I realized that was something that didn't work well with other entrepreneurs. So I'm, I've got into the act of, of teaching them how to run their own business just the same way that you have. And what I've done to, you know, stay afloat and to be successful for this many years. And it's, it's really interesting because I think you need to really live your, you know, walk your walk and live your life before you can teach others. And that's something that you are really fantastic at doing. So you're not just someone who came out of the blue and said, this is how you should run your business and I'm running a business teaching how to people teaching people to run a business you actually ran a successful business in a very competitive industry like like you know stationary and greeting cards that's a really hard industry especially these days yeah it's tough but you make a really good point Sharon about you know you being a creative person right being a style being in style and fashion and also being a business person. And that's mm -hmm. something that a lot of, um, you know, entrepreneurs or, you know, would be entrepreneurs, people who dream of being entrepreneurs, that's something they don't always realize from the get go is that you have to love what you do. You know, it's not about it's not about passion because that's kind of a messy word sometimes, but, but it's about having the desire to really to really almost need to do what you're good at all the time. Absolutely, yeah. Passion can become very trite, especially when people start saying, I have a passion for fashion. It's like, oi. You know, it's like... <laughs> it, it, it rhymes. Need, yeah, it rhymes. There you go. It, it's, it could be a meme. But I, it's true. It has to be something that you really wake up in the morning and love doing, and it's part of your life. And that's not necessarily a passion. It's what you're really good at, you know. 
I don't know. I, I'm passionate about traveling, but I'm not really good at traveling and traveling every day. So I'm certainly not like a, a travel writer, you know. So I think there's a, a, a difference in that. You bring up a really good point on that. On You know, you've got to know what you're doing. Yeah. And for you and, you know, for me, we there are creative aspects of our businesses that we love, but we also have learned to embrace and enjoy the business part of the business. Yeah. They call it running a business for a reason because there is work involved and there are ways to make that fun and enjoyable, especially as you, you know, move to your marketing and your promoting, but it's still, you still have to show up with consistency. You still have to pay attention to the numbers. You still have to promote and you still have to know how to sell. Even if you're, you know, someday maybe you've got a whole staff of people that sell for you, but as an entrepreneur, you're your best salesperson, and That's it doesn't it doesn't have to be. You can learn that easily, but it's something you have to be willing to learn. I think to be a successful entrepreneur. I know I hate the word sales. I mean, I just like I really like, but I love helping people through my knowledge, and that is a way of selling quote unquote onto itself because if it's something that you really know and you're not selling someone some like cheesy bag of goods that's you know the marketing tactic of the week or the whatever the whatever the, the BS thing of the week is but you're really teaching someone something that you know you're not selling to them you're sharing you're helping them that you're actually giving them knowledge and I think that's what makes it such a you know a different way I know a lot of times when I find it and maybe you have the same problem maybe other creatives do and you can kind of help out of it. I know one of the things that really bugs me is when you get someone who, you know, we live in a visual world and it takes that less than seven seconds to make a first impression, yada, yada, yada. We've heard all of that stuff. You are the face of your brand as an entrepreneur. If people see you in Facebook or wherever, you're, you go down the feed and the same feed as celebrities. If you're not, look, don't have your own star power, if you don't have your own charisma, people aren't going to see it, yada, 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 yada. I could tell you, I could sell you and how important it is is to look to look on brands and look on message but when you get someone who's so far removed from that who's like in like critical care for schlumpadump and they're saying like oh i'm the best at you know carburetors and you're like maybe you maybe you're right it's carburetors because you kind of look like you just came out from fixing one and then they're like oh what do you know it's just fashion poo 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 it's like can i strangle you what do you mean i have a fashion business yeah for three decades baby i've been online since 99 so that's a that's a big chunk right up right there on that so maybe you want to respect me as a business person too because styles might be so we then you know paradoxically you get someone who's like an artist who makes these beautiful little mugs with pretty pictures on it and you're like they're just going to sell themselves and you're like uh no you know you might be like the mug artist of the week but you still need to know how to get out there and have other people you know enjoy their morning coffee in your pretty little mug so how do you deal with someone who just doesn't appreciate a creative business and needs to learn a business or someone who has a creative business and just like doesn't understand that no one's going to be enjoying their product or their expertise unless they figure out how to get it out there. And that's called business. Well, the the thing that ha- a lot of entrepreneurs come to me with is, is just that problem. And, you know, a, a lot of, I don't think a lot of, some creative businesses are not respected because the owners themselves don't treat them like businesses. They treat them like hobbies, uh, very expensive yeah. hobbies. But for the ones that, you know, really want to have a business, um, we, 
it's it's about evolving the ideas of what selling is and what marketing is. You know, we we are, you know, you and I are of the age of where you know, telemarketing calls still exist, but before the internet, before emails and a lot of that stuff, it was all about sales calls or salespeople knocking at your door and asking you to buy things or give them money. So, a lot of people grow up with this hugely negative connotation about what sales is. They think it's slimy. They think of the the used car salesman in the commercials or, you know, in the movies. And really, selling is about solving problems, right? Mm -hmm. You're helping people get what they want. They have, even if it's the case of the example that you gave, of somebody that makes like fantastic mugs, right? Now, we're not solving world peace, but people need mugs to drink their coffee out of, right? That's a problem. If you don't have any mugs, you're not going to drink your um your coffee out of your soup bowls. You need a mug. <laughs> so, or it also solves the problem of, oh, you need to buy someone needs a gift for their, you know, their cousin that's hard to buy for or to get them a fun mug that will make them laugh that's solving a problem so you know i try to help people retool their vision of what selling is is it's you're being helpful you're getting people to know your products to know you to like them and then when the opportunity arises that they have a problem that you can solve you step in with the solution that's really what because people buy stuff people spend money on stuff that they want they don't spend money on stuff that someone tries to convince them they need i think that's the huge take you know for for you know you and i when you're working with business people too about you know the whole issue of style is that it's all a perception of the whole business from what you see from the product to the person to how they represent themselves in the written word and the spoken word and on their websites and everything they put out it all goes together and that's part of getting people to get to know you and you getting to know them and being a resource that's a huge part of selling i think and being an entrepreneur and that's why i think you know you do a great thing with helping people look the parts because that is part of what it all comes together you need in all those little elements you can't have a successful business with just a great product or a great service because there are thousands of people who do that the ones that succeed the ones that thrive are the ones that have a particular you know point of view a particular look that particular um a feeling that potential customers can identify with and want to get to know more about and also something that's a little aspirational. I think that, you know, as a business owner, the, the Internet has just made it that, there, that you might be a marketing escape artist, but there is no escaping being seen online. And I know, you know, and, and I know for myself, people say, oh, well, you're in style. Well, you know, yeah, I might know how to, like, wear a good outfit and, and find some, you know, high end and low end and mix it up and not think about it. But when I was a stylist, I was on the other side of the camera. I was making the polyester sweats that you're like, ew, look so good that you want to buy them. I was putting all those million dollars of jewels on a magazine cover so some rich woman would call in and buy the jewels for the jeweler. Or, you know, it was still selling. I was selling a product. The product was either the illusion of what it was or it was the physical act piece of clothing or cosmetics or whatever it was, but you're still selling. So what you're putting out there and what the person is wearing and the composition of the photo and the model chosen and the background and the hair and the makeup, that is a, a very visual sales tool. So I'm really good at that. But I was on the other side as a stylist. I was working with the art directors. I was working with the photographers. I was working with the hair and makeup. 
but I wasn't on the other side of the camera. I wasn't me sharing the product. I was creating the product. So when I go on the front side and now as I'm promoting me as a business owner, I'm as scared as anyone else in a sense because I'm out, I'm in the front lines. You're looking at me. I am now, uh, when I have decided that I am helping you with your business, I am now my product. I am not the pretty dress that you want to buy. You're buying me. And it's very scary. And I know that, but I mean, I know I do it well and I share people. So it's a normal reaction, even if you know it. But what happens when someone is hiding and they're afraid and they're hiding behind their brand or they're hiding behind their high school yearbook photo or they're hiding behind an ugly website or a bad presentation. How do you get them to sort of, you know, um, get their magic rings undone for that one, you know? <laughs> like well, some people use that really, They, because I find that all that fugliness on the front end is hiding a lot of fear on the back end. Yeah, because they are – it in it's funny that you say that you use the word hiding because that's really what it is and you know if the people who are i think hesitate to sort of step out you know it's like they don't necessarily they want their product or what they do to sort of be the star and that makes sense however they do go hand in hand and you can't be a success and have nobody know about you you can't mm-hmm. be you know you know <laughs> it just doesn't work that way so you know, part of one of the things that a lot of entrepreneurs need to work on is you don't need to be – your face doesn't need to be on, you know, on the cover of, you know, your products or, or the cover of everything. But you have to be a presence because in this day and age too, like you, you, know, you mentioned with the internet, there's so much more information available. So I don't want to know just about what you can sell me. I want to know about the culture behind, you know, what you're doing. Like, why are you choosing to help people the way you do or sell what you sell or offer this product or service? You know, um, there's all, that's why a lot of commercials these days are really about sort of the lifestyle of that people who may use these products or services have or create. People want to know like the company culture, like look at companies like, um, you know, Zappos and Amazon and Apple, where you know a lot about what happens behind the scenes or, you know, with the employees. It's not just about the products. The products, yes, it's what you ultimately get to, but you know, what separates, you know, one stylist from another or one business coach from another is what the person behind it brings to the table. You know, their sensibilities, their sense of humor, their style, their knowledge, their the way they work with people, and really the things that they choose to highlight as a business owner. Hey, excuse me, let me jump in for a second. We're sharing a lot of amazing things today, but you know, there's more. If you have a friend that you think will also enjoy this episode, don't forget to share it now. Do you like to listen on the go? Simply download this episode in iTunes. While you're there, subscribe and write a review so we can continue to bring you the most amazing content possible to help you be the best at being you in your life, business, and style. For more amazing episodes, go to our podcast library at www.7daystoamazing.com where you will find episode transcripts and additional resources. Thanks for letting me jump in. Back to the episode. You know, I try to work with people in the fact of what do you, you know, there, I have one client that does video work. And one of the problems that he's having right now is separating himself from working. Like what separates him from the guy down the street who can do your video with his iPhone and what separates him from the other person is the knowledge he brings of, 
um, how to make videos with people who aren't necessarily actors, how to use video to specifically market your business as opposed to just taking video and sticking it on the internet, you know, how to solve business problems and video becomes the tool as opposed to just making videos. That's what really separates him is all the business knowledge he brings of how to really use those tools. Because everybody wants to be online, everybody wants to be doing video, but the ones that really figure out, well, what do we want to get from this? What's our what's our end result that we're looking for? Those are the ones that are successful, and that's what my client does. Now I just need him to talk about it in that fashion. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing too is like he's selling his product, which is his video expertise. Mm-hmm. So that means that he needs to still look like a pro. He still needs to look, but he still needs to look on brand. But if he's selling something that's him, like even you, you're selling your coaching, you're selling mm-hmm. you. So if you're physically selling your expertise as you being the body, not the product. So in other words, if I'm selling Sharon Haver, Sharon Haver has to show up because I'm selling me. If I'm selling FocusOnStyle.com when I used to have a a team of, you know, expert contributors, it could be anybody because that's the contributor's breath of knowledge. So then it becomes a bigger brand. But when it's a personal brand and it's a personality-driven brand and it's a person and it's your expertise, you still need to show up looking like the leader. You know, you need to show up looking the way people expect you to look and at the same time being lifestyle and letting people see a little bit behind the scenes, which could be very scary. I know I, I just did a quick tip on that. You know, it's like sharing how much personal information online without being creepy and TMI, but enough that people see who you are and they get to build a no like, and, and trust factor of you being the person they're hiring. Yeah. Because that already comes through, even if we never saw your face on any, you know, Sharon, like on your website or anything, it comes through in like your podcast, your talk, us talking today, it comes through in your writing, it comes through every place. So then the visual component is just one more really great piece to this whole puzzle of being a business owner and running a business, I think. Yeah, I, I do too. And, and you know, for people who can't see Rob right now, <laughs> besides the fact that he's just quite adorable looking, um, he Rob has a signature bow tie, and I know a lot of people say, "Oh, that's my signature style," and they'll like only wear pink shoes or you know blue dresses and I don't know green bows in their hair, and it gets a little odd. But mm-hmm. I think for a guy, it's just to have something that makes you stand out in a crowd. And and for him, it's like he he wears these beautiful bow ties. They're not they're not like trying too hard they're not kind of novelty they're just you did have that sequin jacket on one day (laughs) jacket that was cool um but it was also could be a good disco jacket you never know maybe we could do the hustle one day (laughs) it's just it's still very much on brand and very stylized so how do you help people who are kind of like you know they're 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 getting stuck in what makes them amazing. They're getting stuck in their own style because you, you know you've created that on your own, and and you have the smarts and the ability to create it on your own. But a lot of people don't. So you know, how do you help them find their own amazing? Well, one of the big things I help people do, Sharon, is to really start challenging their assumptions about the way their world works. And this is applicable to, you know, whether you're running a business, to your relationships, to your life, is to start challenging the way that you see things. Challenge all the assumptions, right? The world, you know, you mentioned that I do magic tricks. um, And I do. I do a few in my presentations. And the reason that magic works is because 
when you're watching it as an audience member, you make a lot of assumptions. You assume that the magician is telling you the truth. You know, he's, you assume, when, oh, I've got these cards. You might you make an assumption about, oh, they're regular playing cards. So that's we sort of buy into the illusion because of what we assume. And our, we function on a day-to-day basis because of our assumptions. When you walk up a flight of stairs, you know, you assume that the next step is going to be there if you put your foot in the right place. Or when you go to the water faucet, when you turn it on, you assume that the water is going to come out. But the problem is, is that when we you know, live like that constantly, we miss a lot of stuff. We we decide that there are things like, oh, my business is too small. I couldn't possibly, you know, do that type of marketing or, you know, do that much social media or write that many articles. Right. We limit ourselves. We make our world very small. Um, and also we – there are things that we think that we should be doing, that we have to do as business owners. And that might not necessarily be the case, but someone along the line told told someone, oh, if you're a business owner, you must do X, Y. And Z. Well, maybe not. That might not be right for your business that you have to do things a certain way. So that's one of the places I start with people is really challenging their ideas about what they can probably let go of and what they think they're not capable of because chances are they probably are. They just need to retool the way they're approaching it, come at it from a different direction. And then it's like, oh, I never really thought about that. Oh, and it sort of starts opening up a world of opportunities. It really is sort of magical, and that's why I use that whole um, term of being a marketing escape artist, because I help people escape from all the things that they think they're supposed to be doing that just might not be right for them. Wow, that's great. So, can you help us here? If you're going to teach us, tell us, share with us three ways that someone could be more amazing this week, that they could escape from the chains that are holding them down in their business, and they could break their assumptions to just really, you know, just be them, to be seen in a way that, you know, will just not only be profitable, but it'll make them feel great about their business. So give us like three how to be amazing in your business takeaways. (laughs) Oh, um, okay. For one, I would start with what is something that you may be doing in your business that's not working that you can let go of. Um, you know, if you've been doing something for a year and you're not getting the results that you want, how about letting it go and making room for something else? We have a tendency as human beings to get into patterns and habits. We just keep doing stuff and we're just going to hold on to it until, you know, we get it, we get it right. So pick something that's not working for you that you've been doing for a while and just say, I'm going to let this go. And I'm going to try something else. That will open up a world of space for your brain and for your creativity to try to get into things that work. Um, another thing is is start looking. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs think they need to find more things to help them. When really, a lot of times, the resources that you need are right around you. You know, I think I mentioned that um, my writing partner and I wrote a book, and we when we did this, it was self-publishing was still very new. We put the book out. And we needed all this stuff. We needed an editor. We needed a designer to lay it out. And we started asking around. And, you know, we thought this was going to cost us a couple thousand dollars to do this book, which we couldn't afford. And we ended up putting it together for $300 because the resources we need were already around us. We just sort of needed to open our eyes to um, to what was there. So really take a look around you. And see what resources do you have that already you can already be using without saying, I need one more class, I need one more uh, session with somebody, I need one more of this. They're right there. So start taking a look around you. 
And uh, for the third one, I would just say start challenging your own ideas. You know, when you come up with ideas for, you know, what your next step is, say, is this a good idea or or how could I do this differently or how could I do this differently or how could I do this better than what I've seen done before? Because you bring your – as an entrepreneur, everybody brings their own skills and talents, and that's what makes entrepreneurs – separate from each other is when you bring your unique skills to the table and use those as part of your business instead of you know letting leaving them at the door thinking you have to just copy what everybody else is doing so start really diving into the talents and things that you're good at beyond you know your actual business like that you can bring to your marketing to the way you do your uh, business and your writing and everything you need to publicize it and start challenging the ideas about well why can't you bring that into your business mm-hmm. I know a lot of people do it in the in, who are very faith oriented and they bring it into their business and spirituality and even mm-hmm. though they might be a business coach they'll bring that in and there's other people who I know are you know into fitness and they that you know everything is in fitness and you know as my business coach said to me no matter what I would do even if I'm talking about HTML you know, in code, um, I, I, I'm still looking at the style. I'm still noticing what color that, you know, the code is written in. Mm-hmm. So it's true. It's like I think whatever is personal to you and unique to you, that, that, that that's part of your DNA. It's part of who you are every day. So that should be included in your business rather than cover it up thinking people don't want to know that about you. I think it, it totally makes you stand out in a crowd. And I, I love the idea of letting go. And um, I just think that's so brilliant. And, you know, for me, I'm very – I'm slow to let go sometimes. And the way I know when something's – you got – you know it in your gut. I think one day you feel in your gut and you're like, hmm, this is not – you know, I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning twice this week about it. There's the, you know, handwriting on the wall. And I think a lot of business owners need to, you know, forget about that. And also the resources around you. It's like look – Look in your own backyard. You'd be amazed. And Facebook has made that so easy for people. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. are so close. They're so close. And sometimes you already have them. You just you just have discarded them because you assumed you couldn't use them. Yeah, I, I think those are three great t- tips. So again, let go of what doesn't serve you. Look at the resources around you, and start challenging your own ideas, and see how to you know bring up what we said before, but bring a part of your lifestyle into your business. Be a, be a human, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't be a don't be a robot. Be a human, and that's what makes you fun and creative. And that's what sets you apart from the other people, because none of us run. There's very few businesses in the world that are strictly unique. You know, there's usually tens or hundreds or thousands of people who do what you do. So it's what you bring to the table that people will identify with and want to work with that sets you apart from everybody else. Absolutely, and it's also a way your audience will find you. They'll be like, I really like Rob's magic. I like what this guy has to say. He's not stuffy. He's smart. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, Rob, I know you've got a great little freebie gift for people on your website. So you want to tell us how people can connect with you and reach out to you? Yes. Um, if you go to my website, it's uh, robfortier.com, and I'll spell it for you. It's R-O-B-F-O-R-T-I-E-R.com. Uh, on the homepage, you can get a copy of my Twice the Money with Twice the Fun business checklist. Uh, it's a $97 value. You can get that for free. And it has the seven keys to have a blast and break the bank 
doubling your income doing exactly what you want. So you can get that at rob48.com. You just have to give me your email address. I promise I won't share it, um, and you can unsubscribe anytime you want. But I do do a cool little newsletter too, so hopefully you'll find that valuable as well. And you'll tell us how to do a few magic tricks on the side? Possibly, yes. <laughs> yeah, I've got a magic trick. I wouldn't know how to fit into a pair of size two jeans. You got that one? <laughs> I think we might have to use a few mirrors for that. Maybe a couple cameras. Oh, yeah, I need some good mirrors, right? Yeah, Yeah, I don't think I ever was a size two in my life. Four, maybe. Anyway, thank you so much for being here today. I think it was great. And everyone, please go to robfortier.com, R-O-B-F-O-R-T-I-E-R.com. And I even memorized that spelling. Excellent. It's French, (laughs) yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was great having you here. And you had some really fantastic information. See you soon, everybody. Thank you. That's a wrap. Well, not so fast. We covered a lot of amazing things today. But what's your biggest takeaway from this episode? Hop on over to www.focusonstyle.com to leave a comment and keep the conversation going. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to become a Focus on Style insider. Not only will you get instant access to the Star Power Flash Kit, curated to help you and your business get out there, But as an insider, you'll also receive exclusive bonuses, amazing content, and access to special events that Sharon only shares by email. Subscribe now at www.focusonstyle.com slash insiders. It's your time to be the best at being you. So don't forget to subscribe at www.focusonstyle.com slash insiders. See you on the next episode of the 7 Days to Amazing Podcast with Sharon Haver where you learn how to make your life, business, and style even more amazing in the next week.